because I don't want to get too overly excited. He might spread his meat on you if he gets excited. Well, don't make promises you can't catch. Liam, Liam, after some, after some of the, there's, there's a couple of albums that me and Craig are reviewing on Friday. We're gonna need to drink. <laughs> We're yeah. talking about him, Craig. Hello. What's happened to your radiator? Tis What's fucked, happened? Mate. Oh, it's <laughs> tis fucked. There we go. <laughs> uh, you I needed think... a roller. You needed a roll up saying yeah. that it's, that it's <laughs> fucked, mate. Right, shall we uh, crack? Crack on. Shall we crack, crack it out. open? Shall we crack crack one off? Indeed. Let's crack one. Let's crack one Go. off. Delightful. A hearty aboard to the good ship. Every number one ever, as we watch the bow plummet through more than our fair share of spume, descend below deck and follow the crackle of vinyl and cackle of shipmates as we watch the sands of time slip through our collective hands whilst listening to every UK chart topper there's ever been. But I can't beat them off all alone, no matter how hard I try. Yes, this is a job for many a hand. A vast, with his ruddy cheeks aglint, beautiful, and the rose gold glow of the fire. He spins another yarn, telling seafarers dreams of travels to the hinterlands of Australia. The hoodoo gurus were a great band, he assures us. <laughs> it's Captain Craig McLow. Hey. How are you doing, Craig? Aha, find me hearties. Starboard to Craig and pouring at his midships. The man takes a further tug from a slagon, uh, from a flagon of grog. From a slag. Slagon. Tug from a slag. Freudian slip there. I'm doing that again. <laughs> Starboard to Craig and pouring at his midships. The man takes a further tug from a flagon of grog. His red cassock tied only with a single rope. A wise old sea dog treating the cabin boys with lemons. <laughs> the no scurvy on my boat. The trusted warm hand of Dr. Liam Maloney. I don't like the word spume. Yeah, That's well, unpleasant. It, yeah. Let's continue. <laughs> it's a simple life. We listen to the songs in Playlists 3, talking about each but damning or donning the playlist as a whole. If the gods shine the immortal light of hope on the songs, then we'll clutch them to our bosom and wrap them in spare vestments, making sure these shanties are propelled through time. However, if we believe musical piracy is afoot, we'll make all the songs walk the plank. We'll hoot as they career into Davy Jones's locker, and all pull out our plums in celebration. <laughs> in, in this occurrence, the creation of a proxy is necessary. And as replacement, and a way to plug the more left, we have to rummage around in the shitty sacks and pull out a song that only made number two. Feel the excitement mount, the crashing of the waves against our gaping portholes as we reach for the racks 
and wonder at what tunes will we whip out? Yo ho ho and another number one. Dr. Liam, I presume. Um, <laughs> God, I don't... That was beautiful. It was stunning. It was, you've it got, was well written. You've got another 140 odd of these to write, so... It's all right. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll come back to pirate bloody I loved it. poetry at some point. There was not a pug wash in sight either, which I approved mm. of greatly. Um, well, after that um, nautical foray, shall we uh, name our machine of the week? Why the hell not? Here we go. And today's machine is called is flop p diddy disc. Love it. Just do that one flop, again for me. Flop P Diddy Disc. Floppy Diddy Disc. Flop Floppy Diddy Disc. And we're gonna start with Matt this week. Ah, well, here we go, continuing to climb the MC Escher-type never-ending stairs to our goal, a glistening pseudo-moon guiding us to chart glory, driven by the milk of human kindness and warmed by the burning wax from the bin of Evershame number one singles. Throw another one on the fire, but before you do, note the number, unique number one, 1160. It was at number one for two weeks on the 9th of the 4th, 2011. P. Diddy, do you have any more information for us on this single? You're very verbose tonight, i got to say, Matthew. That was extra prose. That's it now. <laughs> there's, not, there's not secret hidden well, prose? No, well, they might, they might be. Let's see. But I wanted Check to Patreon. use the MC. <laughs> Check the Patreon. <laughs> Weekly poem. Don't don't start. Um, right, I'm not going to get you to guess because it's a waste of everyone's time. So let's just delve in. Let's see what we've got. Oh God! <laughs> Nothing says dance music like an accordion. Tonight we're going to get it on the floor. Well, so who are the two parties, Craig? You've got, you've nailed the title. It is on the floor it, yeah. by it Mr. Worldwide, which is um, so Lopez. Craig's got Lopez, and who, who are you saying, uh, Liam? Pitbull. It is Pitbull and Jennifer Lopez. And spoilers: this is shite. <laughs> Lam- <laughs> Lambada sampling turbo plop from a Hispanic diva who, by this point, should have known better. She phones it in whilst, and I quote from Wiki here. American rapper and businessman Pitbull gets his shit cock out and spunks bilge all over the place. Yes, that's Pitbull, a man accused of legitimizing rape in his lyrics and defo going, he went COVID barmy during the supposed, and I quote, I quote the American businessman here, the plandemic, scandemic. In Salford, you could have just said demic, and that's what you are, you slaphead prick. Um, Fuck off, away from the pantheon. Um, a rebuttal? Anyone got a rebuttal? Well, it's garbage. No. You, you did call it bilge, which is another nautical pun, which you should be very proud of. Um, it's just it's Euro dance holiday Magaluf twazak, isn't it? Words. There was a period. There was a period. <laughs> Cheers, Craig. There was a period of time when um, 
Bruce Forsyth was halted in the Generation game where he'd always have a dance challenge. And it would usually be the Lombarda or a, a, a derivation of the Lombarda, which is the Merengue. So every time I hear the Lombarda, I just think of Brucey with his massive chin dancing with some trolley dolly 40 years. I'd be fine younger. with that at number one, though. Would you? And Bruce Forsyth at number one, absolutely. Oh, Bruce Forsyth. So yeah, just, just okay. the instrumental that he got off YouTube, and just the image of Bruce Forsyth dancing would be enough for me to get it to number one quite happily. Compared to this, just the thought of Brucey just surfing YouTube looking for the hottest Lombarda tracks to sample. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say what Debbie was doing. Um, let's roll on. <laughs> That's Paul Daniels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The streams have crossed. You know, the streams have crossed. Right. I don't think we should discuss that is any Paul further. Daniels He's dead. No. Yes, Paul Daniels is dead. And Bruce is dead. Shall, isn't we, it? No, shall we have a minute? Right. Yeah. So Bruce Forsyth and Paul Daniels are dead. Let's have a moment. Is Debbie, Debbie McGee's real? still alive. <laughs> Debbie McGee's alive. We didn't have a moment. Silence for Bruce Forsyth and Paul Daniels. Okay, let's let's have it. a moment for Bruce. Is Bob Bunkers has gone, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> right, let's have a moment. <laughs> this podcast is going to be six hours long. Next, who else is dead? Let's roll on. Every dead person ever. Is that the next podcast? Every dead person ever. Right, with I um, wanted to get to uh, Les Dawson, but I was stuck on Les Dennis, which is very different. But let's move on to your next one. Les Dennis is not dead. There you go. Um, unique number one, twelve thirteen. Ooh. Um, uh, P. Diddy, any more information on this one for me, please? It's Ben. Yeah, they had a bare naked ladies. Tis a one-week wonder. It was number one for the one week only on the 3rd of November 2012. It's another featuring. <sighs> Fancy a stab? No, no <laughs> that's thanks. Not a, no. That's not a chat line. <laughs> um, oh, God. A featuring in 2012, a one-week wonder. Could be anything. Could be anything. Get it played. It's depressing. It sounds like Emile Sande. Who's nailed the song? Really? Artist, yeah. She's the featuring. All the boys know. Oh, her voice has dropped a bit, though. <laughs> this is a straightforward, almost power ballad duet from Hackney Lad Labyrinth featuring, and I've written here, Liam's all-time favourite singer, <laughs> Emily Sandy. Um... Oh. oh God, Emil Sandes is, is like a, an insta bin for me almost. If I give you this title, which is "Beneath Your Beautiful," have you got the chorus in your head? No. Gonna oh, I need to go lower. Gonna be beneath your beautiful. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let it soundtrack many a paint advert from now till the end of time. I have nothing more to say on this. Doesn't this have a really unpleasant lyric in it, this one? Does it? Yeah, you guys chat for a second. What's it? What's this What's this called? Uh, Beneath Your Beautiful Labyrinth featuring Emily Sandy. Emily Sandy. Emily Sandpaper. You are shitting me. Why? Beneath Your Beautiful. It's spelt Y-O-U-R. Labyrinth doesn't know apostrophe R-E. Yes, it, no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, no, you, you're dead right. I hadn't noticed that. However, 
Is it not a clever play on words? Is it, yeah, is it not a clever play on words? Has he not used his lyrical prowess to a... Uh... Oh, oh, it's, it's, I think when he says beautiful, he means to use the word beauty because that's also grammatically incorrect. He's a fucking moron. <laughs> um, well, we all know where Liam oh stands this week. Oh, God. Oh, they, I can't hide my light here, Craig. This is fucking... This is the, the most... I can't get excited. I can't even really get annoyed at this. It's just yeah. plop. Plopmans. Welcome to the 2010s. Yeah, I find this um, this lyric quite unpleasant, actually. So here we go. Um, Would you let me see beneath your beautiful? Would you let me see beneath your perfect? Take it off now, girl. Take it off now, girl. I want to see inside... Would you let me see Beneath Your Beautiful tonight? Is this written from a gynecologist's perspective? It feels a little bit forcepsy. Wow. <laughs> Stirrups. Bruce forceps. Stirrups. Bruce forceps. I was going to say for, for, uh, forceps and forceps. <laughs> Can we have for a Bruce forceps <laughs> for Bruce forceps? As we look... <laughs> Fucking hell. As we are faced down by unique number one, 583... 70s. That's better. There you go. Craig's happy with that. Uh, it was number one for four weeks. And do we have any further information? P did it. It's Christmas! Ooh. Well. Could this be a saviour? Could this Could this let Sandy, Labyrinth and the other one right in? What year are we? Right, well, we are, this is uh, the 35th Christmas number one. I can't do that math. Okay, so it was Christmas number one, 1986. Gosh, wow. Oh, wow. <sighs> I'm not good on my Christmas. Um, is this going to be another? No, we've had, have we had Shaky now? Um, yeah, we have. Yeah. He was the year before. This isn't Band-Aid, is it 86? No, that was 84. Right. Well, what year was Band-Aid 2, 90? Band-Aid 2 was 89. 89. I could never get the year. Um. I'm not sure what this one would be then. Oh, is it? Um, last, is it Wham? Is it Last Christmas? No, Wham. Last Christmas was for many, many years a famous number two single. Oh, of course, yeah. Right. Hit play. See That's what it. you think. Oh my God. Repeat. Well, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Ooh, we. Well, a Berry Gordy plus others, penned classic, which first gained prominence since the September of 1957, reaching number six in the UK single charts. The success of the song gave Berry Gardner the opportunity, and more importantly, the funds, to launch his record label, Motown, which uh, went um, quite well. But well, obviously um, this is a much later re-release, isn't it? Well, this, this is, is the one this with the not, claymation not, video. The release we're here to talk about. Before we dissect, I've got a little bit of a Mandela effect thing here. Which 80s advert did Reet Petit feature on leading to this reissue in 1986? Oh, God. Was it... I did I did that, Craig. Chewing gum or something like that? You going chewing gum, Craig? Any idea? Oh. God damn, is it something like Starburst or whatever it was called no, before it was Starburst? Opal fruits. Yeah, it's something chewing gummy. Well, I spent a good hour of my life going down Reddit holes and searching through porn hub, seeing if that would help, <laughs> to no avail because it wasn't on an advert. Oh, really? And loads of people like ourselves were convinced it was on an advert. The reason it got its reissue was because the claymation 
uh, video of which you mentioned, Liam, was made for the BBC show Arena. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know why. I, I haven't found the episode or why that particular song was made with a claymation video. Um, Jackie, Jackie's eyes are bulging. In the song, um, and like so many reissues, as we've discussed on the long pod in the eighties, it cleaned up, taking the much coveted Christmas top spot in nineteen eighty six and stealing the House Martins glory moment by pushing their caravan of love into the sea. So, even though Motown exists off the back of this, even though it's an effortless bit of brilliant breezy early rock and roll pop jollity. Only the original will exist because Reaper T86 is going straight in the look a bell, look a bell, look a bell, look a bin. Why? Because Reaper T isn't good enough to keep those two songs. Really? I, I'm absolutely the opposite. I think Reaper T is an all time classic, and to not have it, it's kind of weird that it's a Christmas one. It's, it's absolutely not a Christmas tune, but no. it's weird not to have that in. Well, this is, it's almost like this was a good reason to set the podcast up like this, to share a little bit of debate. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much so. I I think those first two are really poor examples of modern pop music. And Reaper T exists in another realm on every number six ever. Um, so <laughs> I'm fine point. with this going. You're thinking, and, and I'll agree with you to some point that Reaper T is a real classic. It's, it's beautiful. It does make you want to get up and, and dance. It's it's full of pep and energy. So that's one all. Hello. Moving on to Craig Lowe. What's <laughs> your view, mate? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a real tough one, this one, because Reaper T is, is great mm. and Pitbull is a <laughs> And so... <laughs> I'm leaving Craig. I was not expecting that. It's so obviously you must get like this when you get cold. Uh, wow. It just means is Jennifer Lopez and Emily Sandy oh, enough God. in the balance? Uh, I think you've got a... four people there that makes it hit the bottom of the bin, but you know. Yeah. If, if it's a scale, yeah. the four of them on one side and Jackie Wilson on the other, that's a tough thing. Yeah. To... As Jackie Wilson said, let it all go down into the bin. Been in it. Oh god, okay. In that case, bin sound effect. <laughs> bin sound effect. <laughs> Break that fourth wall. <laughs> Liam's keyboard. It's like it's QWERTY, and then there's one massive key that says bin sound effect. <laughs> Right, well, as oh, regular geez. listeners will know what happens now, but if you're a newbie, this means we've been the three number ones and we must replace those three number ones and put a randomly selected number two single directly into the Pantheon. We've, uh, I, no think, I, think we're gonna des- I think we're going to deserve a cucumber castle on this one. I've we've got no to be heads honest. up on this. Craig's already <laughs> calling a cucumber castle. We're, that is, we're going to let a stinker in, so... Uh, <laughs> Let's see what P Diddy chooses. It's a tough one, this one, because it's gonna be gonna be like proper on. It's borderline, isn't it? It could either be. Well, it's got to be something that beats repetite. That's what we're kind of suggesting. Oh, it's yeah. never gonna do that. No, it's but not. It's just, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to beat repetite. It just has to beat the other two. True. Actually, yeah, it's yeah. got to be. It's got to beat the average. That's quite yeah. right. Okay, fair point. Um, gosh, right. Let's see what. Come on, let's do this. May the gods of randomness be with us. That Madonna? Holiday? That's Holiday. It is. Oh. Yep. Okay. 
We won. Wow. <laughs> what a win. Nah. <laughs> Heck. Heck. Oh, wow. What a gamble. That got. Also, Holiday only made it to number two. How was that yeah, a that's... thing? Yeah. That's absolutely insane. Um, I would have well gone for that being a first number one, but I bet it wasn't, was it? Um, uh, evidently not, by the way. No, evidently it clearly not. wasn't. Because, um, what would have been Lucky Star? Did Lucky Star right. get to number... First UK number one. Holy shit, that's quite a few down. Into the Groove. Gosh, that's that's really late. Oh, so, Holiday, two. Lucky Star, 14. Borderline, two. Yeah. Like a Virgin, three. Oh, I love Borderline. We need to let that in. Material Girl, three. Crazy For You, two. Angel, Angel, five. And then Into the Groove, one. God. And then she starts racking up number ones really quickly. Well, there's a five, four, and a two in between. So Dress You Up, Gambler. And live to tell didn't make number one. Live to tell's brilliant. Gambler from the gambler from the movie Vision Quest, if I remember rightly. Do you know when we? You know we we obviously make the uh, the the we always say that it was the time where you had to sell big to get to number one. Do you know how much Into the Groove sold? <coughs> Go on in in the UK nine hundred fifty seven nine hundred fifty seven thousand, nearly a million copies. Nine hundred. Wow. Oh my god, that's like one for every household, nearly. That's insane. Well, um, that feels like a win, right? Yeah, I yeah. think we've done all right there. I, uh, I'm, let's, uh, just, let's just shut shop now, boys. We've won. I, <laughs> it's kind of weird when you get something that's really good as your replacement, because you're almost like, well, I made the right that's decision. That's because we expect to be punished. Yeah, like you're waiting for like the hammer to fall. What did that get to on? The other charts. 14. <laughs> Hammer to fall. Jesus. Right. Um, you know, that's not going up, is it? it? Every number 14 ever. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's kind of weird when you get a good one because you're like, well. Okay, <laughs> moving on swiftly. Thank, <laughs> yeah. thank you. We, we, we approve of this message. Yeah, we're stuck with it. So, yeah, there's nothing to do after that point. Yay? Question mark? <laughs> um, I'm just going to go and grab a drink from over here. I'll be like, five seconds. One second. One. Five seconds two, or one second or six seconds. Three. Four. Five. Eh. <laughs> rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. Reliability. Oh, he's falling out the window. Is he dead? <laughs> there he is. Yo. Hello. Hi, he can listen to that when he comes to edit. Oh, God. <laughs> um... It's Patreon. It's Patreon. This week on Patreon. <laughs> Listeners at home, this is Eric Clapton singing. Right, it's finally, it's, I mean, you're getting slightly minstrel. <laughs> <laughs> if you wish to join, go to patreon.com slash E-N-O-E podcast. It's Patreon. You know when you were a kid and you did like radio shows and you recorded it onto like a little cassette and you did like a shit American yes. accent? <laughs> yeah. I'm, well I'm essentially doing it. I know, I'm still doing it. <laughs> 40 years later, this is the karaoke machine that's got the speed up button so I can sound like a chipmunk if I want to. like Camille. <laughs> um, right, let's... Um... Shameless Cell phone. Cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's do me.
Hey. Yay. Okay, so I'm first up this. Uh, well, I'm next up to the plate, not first up to the plate. Can you tell I'm a little bit frazzled tonight? Um, mm. So, this is unique number one, 569. It was number one for three weeks in, in April of 1986. Uh, Took Peter you a while did, to get to four there. I know. I'm tired, then. Peter Floppy did something like that. Any facts? So, I need to slightly shed daylight upon magic right now. Um, for listeners, obviously we get our individual tracks in advance and we do a bit of research and we have a bit of a read around and we listen to and we kind of have a and decide so we can then bring them to the group and the group can then discuss. Um, and I was reviewing this the other night and I had like... So this, this, this track is legitimately shite. But I, like I feel a butt coming. I like where this is going. I like where this is going. Well, like it, the keyboard sounds are sort of poxy, and it's a bit twee. It's a ballad, which is never good. Um, but it's from an artist that I kind of sort of like. No real interest, but you know, it's it's, it's fine. Um, and I heard this and that. I was like, and it really like hit home. This is one of the few tracks I've come across in uh, doing the pod so far that I'd not heard before and really like chimed or struck a chord with me. I think it's beautiful. Um oh, and he's, he's not buried the lead there, has he? Let's hope we don't have to tear this one down. Well if you want to you can do it's fine by me. Um you'd be wrong, but fine. Um <laughs> so here we go. This is uh my first number one. So 1986. Any ideas, Mr. Lowe? Not a Scooby-Doo. It's... I don't think I like it. George. It is George. Right, is, it's, is it George Solo? Or is it Last Wham? Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's really Thank weird, you. right? So because it's it... one by it's one by name, but no original insight. Yeah, but no. So it <laughs> it was released as a wow. single by George Michael, but it was on the final Wham album, which is mm. the final or music from the edge of heaven. So is it a different corner? It then? is a different corner. I'd never heard it before, and I think it's fucking fantastic. I think it's massively like I think it's a proper little hidden gem. That um, it's proper depressing, proper grim. Um, and his voice is killer I, on it. It's got a lovely guitar. I just, yeah, like a, a real kind of treat for me. That one. Add this to the list of things that don't need to be said. Of of not. This is a non-revelation. George Michael, he was really good. He was, yeah, he was quite good, wasn't he? Surprisingly yeah. quite good. <laughs> um, he, he's dead as well now. Well, obviously, yeah, I moment silence. Thank you, poor George. <laughs> um, he's still alive. Is he? Is he? <laughs> Um, with his painted neck, yeah, old old Dulux throat. Um, <laughs> you guys got my kind of two penneth worth at the start of this. What do you guys reckon? To? Uh, I don't like George Michael ballads. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I like George when he's upbeat and George. I love George Michael when he's upbeat and he's fucking 
taking asses and names. <laughs> Kicking names. It's he did take five. many asses. <laughs> he did, indeed. Quite, quite famously in the toilets. Was he a, was he a top? <laughs> oh, was George Michael a top? Now, that's a question for the ages. Um... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, this this does not move me. Unfortunately, as much as I love George and his voice, I just I, this is the guy who can't stand Careless Whisper. I'm good. Oh uh, yeah, hang on, don't put Careless Whisper in league with this. Uh, Ke- they, no, this this is beautiful. Careless Whisper, although I like Careless Whisper, it is schmaltz. It is like, but it, it is, is a banger it, as well. Careless Whisper, yeah. Kellis Whisper is the one that makes me fall on the side of you, of you, Liam, about saxophone solos. And I really <laughs> like saxophones. When I hear that kick in, it really, again, it's like the reverse ASMR. It, it makes me feel a bit ill. Um, I think this song's beautiful. Yeah. So it's two two to one thus far. That's fine. There you I go. Can, I can live with it. It's a very soft throwaway for me. Okay, cool. So you're not in the kitchen. Are you just like a step or two towards the bin? I'm sort of mid-kitchen at the moment. I'm glancing at the bin out the corner of my eyes going, maybe. I don't know. Is it still good? I don't know. Maybe, I'll, maybe I will cook it. A furtive glance at a biffer. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Is that the episode title right there? Furtive glance at a biffer. So, my next number one is unique number one, 443. It first hit the top spot on the 15th of March 1980. Literally couldn't get to three then. Um, he did a flopper to bidder. Is there yeah. any more information for me? It's been. And what's the other one? We've not had one of you for a while. A one-hit wonder and a one-week wonder. Um, I'd ask if you've got any ideas, but... What year is it again? 1980. A one-hit wonder. Literally anything. Yeah. Right, okay. Proper. Um, I'll tell you that she is American, and it was the only time she ever hit the charts. Shit, I was going to invoke Joe Dolce then. No. And she I'll give you. I'll go one more for you. She was a victim of disco demolition night. This was her one and only single in the UK because she insisted on making disco and no one wanted to buy it. <sighs> Kelly Marie feels like I'm in love. That's not a bad show, but I think Kelly Marie was Canadian. But here we go. Oh, you may be da 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 da. You you came into my life and. And now it's over. It's a beautiful, I think a beautiful. I don't know the artist, I know the song. But Together the We Are Beautiful by Fern Kinney. Fern oh. Gully? Yeah. Yeah, by um, Tim Curry. Moment of silence, <laughs> please, lads. Still not dead. <laughs> Is he not? No, he's not. He's, it, I'm going to drag uh, you back to Fern Kinney. What do we think? Are we excited? Are we enthralled? Are we thrilled? Eh, I'm t- I'm still no further away from the bin. I'm still no closer to the fridge. It's the thing. I, the thing I want to talk about more on this is why was she dragged in a disco demolition night? Because it's not. Oh, so like you know the death of the disco industry. She was big in the states for a while, and this was her first number in the UK. But by which time disco wasn't cool anymore. Record mm-hmm. label dropped her. She couldn't get a gig. I mean, because... it's 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 barely. It's more calypso than disco. Yeah, it's like, it's just pap electro beats with a kind of yeah. poxy little synth on top of it. 
it's it's classic 70s. I know we're in the 80s, but it's classic 70s AM radio fodder. Very much so, yeah. And it is currently being saved by a George Michael slash Wham song. There is a great Fern Kinney um, tune on the same album, which is called Baby Let Me Kiss You, which is well mm. worthy of your time and energy, but it is not this tune. Um, should we f- jump on to my last one? Yeah. Let's finalise this. Okay, here we go. This is unique number one, 947. And let's just go straight into the facts. It's Christmas! These songs are terrible, honestly. Oh, oh, oh God, it's a cowl as well. It's a factor. (laughs) It is not the factor. So this is first number one on the 28th of December, 2002. It is not an X Factor tune. Um, is I this think a you're... pop idol, pop stars, the rivals? Is this Sound of the Underground? I take it all back. I take yeah. everything back I just said in the beginning. Well, I'm guessing this has put the cat amongst the pigeons. No, it well, hasn't. Not, I... I was going to say, not technically a cowl, more a fuller. Because it was yes, cowl it is a Simon Fuller. Because I don't think cowl was on... Popstars, the rivals. It was your Pete Watermans and yes, all the rest. And it, yes, it's reality. But yeah, uh, a lot of time for this. It's a very easy, very very easy keep for a quote unquote modern pop classic. Twenty one years. Well, old. okay. So given the, I'm gonna, I've got my notes here. So let's begin. Um, as much as Cheryl Beard, marriage of convenience. He's not gay. I promise. Cole Nay Tweedy. Makes me want to punch myself. I'm not racist, though. And the fact that it's got something called Kimberly Walsh involved, and I don't know what that is. I like the other uh, three. Moment, moment of silence for Sarah, Sarah Harding. Harding. <laughs> Good work. I do like Nadine and Nicola, though. Um, Nadine, Irish, Nicola, Scouse, right? Um, yes. Ginger, yeah. Yeah. Um, I always thought that, like, because it samples um, drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain. Doesn't it? That one. Mm-hmm. Um, All Seen Eyes, that? Yep. Um, and it's got like a surf rock guitar and it's kind of drum and bassy. And yeah, they were cool. Before we started this podcast, for some reason, Girls Allowed were one of the artists that I looked through their discography. They got plenty of number two singles as well. They were pretty much high standard from front to back. It starts getting a little bit wet near the end, but yeah, they've, there's some absolute belters in there. Promise. It was another number one of theirs, which is utterly brilliant um but this strong for a first one up wasn't it mm. for a debut yeah. single strong yeah this is a stamp and it's also like it sort of sets a standard for them like they're capable of like this high watermark you need to continue the standard and it's to be honest this. with you when it when it came to the show i preferred the other song what was the other song uh sacred trust was it Ooh, it was the boy band one uh and it was very sort of upbeat who was the American boy band? American sort of production. I can't remember what they were called for the life of me. I can picture them in my head as well. Were they all a bit potato face? I want to say it was one something. I want to say it was one something, but... Well, I, I, in that case, then, I feel like a vote is in order. Um, I'm going hard keep on this, just because George Michael's great, Girls Like a Bangin', Fern Kinney, yeah. She's, she's snuck in in someone's pocket. Craig, where are you? No, uh, much like you, I was firmly indifferent for the first two songs and that girl's alarm track has firmly gone you know what just put them in the fridge it's fine so yeah it's a it's a very good keep for me 
Mr. Leonard. Strong keep. Get him in. Amazing. A unanimous keep. Well, that's a nice little result. Um, Craig, you're up. Yay! My first number one this week is unique number one, number 335. Let's see if Flop Puff Daddy Disc has got anything for me. (laughs) It's been... Oh, yes, this was for number one for one week on the 21st of July in the year of our Lord, 1973. Good year. We've not got a bloody chance with this, have we? N- no. No, you've not. <laughs> <laughs> Should we you just really, in? really don't. I can only apologise. Yeah, hit that. That's not Gilbert O'Sullivan. Nope. Give us the initials, Craig. P and L. Peters and Lee. It's Peters and Lee. I don't know what that is. One of them's blind, but we don't know which one. (laughs) (laughs) There was a chip in um, Cleveland's called Peters and Lee. There you go. Yeah, this is Welcome Home by Peters and Lee. This is their first single after their successful stint on Opportunity Knox. So also technically a sort of reality show. Wait a second. Is it Welcome Home? It is. Welcome. Come That's on it. Oh, wow. I never knew it started like that. This was brought back to prominence by a Walker's Crisp advert. In it was. The... It was It was uh, <laughs> Gary Lineker's uh, Walker's Crisp <laughs> campaign. <laughs> Well, bugger me backwards. <laughs> but that makes it not worthy at all. And I think this absolutely whiffs of early 70s. How did this get to number one? It's abrasive. I, I, I love the chorus, man. It's a very much chant in the stands, wave your arms sort of song. It is. Do you know what, mate? That's exactly it. And let's be honest, out of the three of us, who is the sad person indicted <laughs> with being a football fan? Hello, Correct. here he is, drinking his Budweiser. That's how sad this has got. God, Bennett, kill myself. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on the keep side of the fence, but only just. Liam, any thoughts? It's just loud and abrasive and unnecessary. Yeah, it sounds like it's it's ten years too late. It sounds yeah. like it should be from the early sixties. That that's very apt. It's Engelbert Spanky Bank kind of uh, throwback, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very much so. So Love shall it. we shall we shall we move on? Please, yeah. Let's okay. leave that one okay. where it was. Peters and Lee, right? <laughs> My next number one is unique. Number one, number one thousand three hundred. And 29. Oh, this is very good. This was struggling, Peters and Lee. (laughs) This was number one for two two weeks from the 7th of September in the year of our Lord, 2017. Uh, Flop Sean Combs disc. Have you got anything? (laughs) What did he say? (laughs) Nope. Nothing there. Right. Uh... I don't know what to say about this one, really. I mean, it's it's a big artist and a bad song, so press play. <laughs> <laughs> Sell it, baby. <laughs> I 
that? Who's that? Eilish. No, it's too early for Eilish, that, isn't it? No. Bigger. Bigger. Bigger, bigger than Eilish. Bigger than Eilish. Pavarotti. <laughs> <laughs> Smaller than Pavarotti. All right. Um... <laughs> Oh, we might, you might have to throw us some initials again. This is embarrassing. Ah, dead easy this one. T.S. Taylor! It is. It's Taylor Swift. It is Taylor Swift. Look what you made me do. Is it Reputation? Is that the It is from Reputation. This is the one where I don't care what you're all thinking about me. I am going to be who I am. And then after this song, decided to just do folk music. So Is is this the one where where she was like, oh, Taylor's a bad bitch? And she dyed yeah. her hair black for a, for an afternoon, and then <laughs> an afternoon, Cor- an Correct. afternoon, my yeah. friend. No, it's it's terrible. Uh, funnily enough, this has writing credits for a, a trio of very famous uh, British uh, pop idols. This is from uh, Rob Manrole and Richard and Fred Fairbrass get a writing credit on this, what? as it samples deeply dippy. It samples. Uh, I'm too sexy. If that would right. be right, said Fred. Fuck off. I've not asked. I've not asked this for a while, but Liam, could you please forty-five second us on this? Whack us on. Forty-five second. What? Yeah, put uh, put us on uh, after forty-five seconds because we should be going into the chorus there. Okay. I can't I can't with white <laughs> it's, it's upper class awful. women rapping. It's like it's 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 like that it's like that one part of Shake It Off where she starts rapping for like thirty seconds and everyone goes, Oh that was a bit off, weren't it? But the rest of the song's alright. But enough. Yeah, full song. And yet we never let Madonna forget about American life, did we? Um so, so right, I don't think Taylor Swift's ever going to let this one live down. Uh, just as a quick fact, this went platinum in the UK and went four times platinum in the US. Just kill me, it's quicker. Honestly. Yeah. So Thoughts thoughts on Tay-Tay's Look What You Made Me Do. Look What You Made Me Do. Look What Made You Made Me, me. Oh, God, just... I, d- I just don't understand where it's building this rage from. It's it's all... It's no, it's, fine. It, this is a multi-million pound artist. Just going. Yeah. I'd rather give Cardi B a soup spoon and present my rectum than this ever again. It's just. Well, it's I, just I, still don't, I just don't think it's. I just don't think it's worth rattling over, man. I really don't. No. I mean, I've got. It's... I've got a lot of time for Taylor Swift. I really do. I think she's had some really, really good pop songs. This is not one of them. No, this it's is... awful. The, wow. the most self-indulgent you'll ever get Taylor Swift and my god she's a self-indulgent artist yeah that yeah, I think that's where my ire stems from just the the lack of self-awareness in it and just oh. anyway, can we move on please yeah why not why not let's move on swiftly to the final final number one of this week this is unique number one number 171 this was number one for four weeks on the 28th of May in the year of our Lord, 1964. So, floppy diddy disc. Nice. Well is there anything? Is there anything? Now, I get the feeling I'm going to be on my own with this one. 
Oh. I really, really dislike this song and the artist. You dislike it? Oh. But but wait, 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 wait. But Liam, Liam's going to like this. He so you may well me and do. Liam are in? I, I so think, not I the think Matt's definitely. I think Matt's definitely in, and I think Liam might be in, and I think I'm gonna have to say why I don't like this for in in but a few minutes. But press play and see what we've got. Listen to that tension build, boys. Here we go. Oh, it's Scylla. You're my world. Oh, it is. Oh, that you, you delivered that so I well there. Oh, it's Scylla. You're my world, you're everything. Right, it's a good one. I'm, right, I'll tell you what, I think we should leave. Let's, let's open the floor to Mr. Lowe. What, what's the song? Ladies and gentlemen. First, Craig. Oh, yeah. What's my problem? Unfortunately, no. I grew up with Scylla in the late 80s, and all I can hear is that cheeky Liverpoolian accent every time she sings, and I can't get past... I can't get past... I, she She just sounds like she's singing on Blind Date. She sounds like a TV presenter singing to me rather than a singer that's a TV presenter. And I really struggle hearing Scylla Black's voice singing. In a, and and go across the board with everything. And I've listened to a lot of Scylla because I know she did a lot of B, uh, McCartney Lennon songs. And I really, really struggle with her singing voice. She did a great Bond song as well. I mean, I thought you were going to tell the story like she touched you inappropriately, Craig. <laughs> oh, I mean, we surprise, all went the 80s Scylla. We are... <laughs> <laughs> I'll set them up, you knock Fuck them down. I mean, we all went through 80s Scylla. We all went through 80s Scylla. We waded we through did, that. We did, but I, I had no exposure to her music until way past Scylla was not a thing anymore. Right. The one thing I will agree with you on, she does have, and you use the term abrasive to describe <laughs> Peters and Lee. I think you described it as <laughs> abrasive. No, Scylla Black's voice is abrasive. If you listen to her do uh, Alfie. Yes, good point. Yeah. Uh, by Burt Bacharach. Burt Bacharach's dead. Moment, Give it a moment. Burt Bacharach. Even Alfie, and I think Alfie's brilliant, her voice is hard to take there. Just out of curiosity, really quick, for the Patreon, do you think we could take all the silences and comp them together? <laughs> bit of extra content. That's worth, that's, worth two, that's worth two quid a month, isn't it? Cheers. Is <laughs> <laughs> 45 seconds of silence. Is 45 <laughs> seconds of silence and Matt and Craig talking about a night is bloody Eric Clapton record. Great. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so her voice, even though I really like um, Alfie, her voice is abrasive, but I do think it's got its charm. Oh, and, that, um, and that's why I knew going into this, mine would be the opinion on the back foot. I knew that this, you would love this, Matt. I knew straight out the gate you would love this, and I think Liam would be easily swayed on it. Um, so I do have a little bit of a soft spot for this tune, as I do for... Um, Something's going to happen tonight. And anyone who had a heart, I think they're great tunes. Um, and it kind of harks back to a, a time of songwriting that is kind of quite sadly passed, I think, like that kind of Bacharach. Arch song. Yeah, very kind of Shanter's sort of vibe. Yeah, like it's something that we don't have anymore. But 
I also don't I, think I am in a pickle. I don't think it's pickle. good enough to warrant saving. I was going to say, is this enough to save a really low pair Taylor Swift song and Peters and Lee? Well, One at the moment, I think <laughs> I think it goes in this order: Silla, best Peters and Lee, very close second best Taylor, third. But right, just I tell you what, I could quite easily just agree with Liam and say it should go, but it's a very soft keep from me. Yeah. Liam, your thoughts? Uh, that Taylor Swift tune is unforgivable. Is it yes. really that bad? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what I'm missing here, man. You, I wish I was that. I wish I was that gutted by it. Oh, it, it offends me. Right, it offends me as a as a, a biped. The the fact that she's just. <laughs> moaning, <laughs> using these organs just to moan. Such a waste of energy and such a waste of skin. Um, Craig? Uh, I'm with Liam on this one, unfortunately. This is what? not good enough. I have no affinity for Peters and Lee. Uh, like I say, there's many more Taylor Swifts that are far superior Absolutely. strong. And I've already laid my cases. I, I just don't get on with Scylla as a singer. So, a uh, moment of silence for Scylla. <laughs> oh, God. Can we find out what you could have won? Or what you have won? Yeah, please. <coughs> right, here we go. Uh, a random number two. I've just quickly checked his uh, Wikipedia. There is no... No, he, no, he wasn't. There's nothing that says controversy no, or... <laughs> but let's be honest, it looks like they should have been, really. Yeah, I, would just, I just wanted to confirm there. Um, so, yeah, that is My Kukachu by Alvin yeah. Stardust. Yeah. I'll, have I you will ever seen that. his um, Green Cross Code video he did in <laughs> no. the, uh, yes. the 70s? Yes. You, yeah. Where he does... Is he... Oh no, I'm getting confused with the Kevin Keegan one. Is it the one where he points with a leather glove over his arm? I think so, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the best. Liam, it's the best. Well, I can tell you very quickly, it got to number two in 1973. The B-side was Pulled Together Filth. Um, it lasted... <laughs> it got to number one in Australia um, and was originally sung by someone called Peter Shelley. Oh, that is the name of Alvin. That's Alvin Sardis. Not Pete name. Shelley. I was on Pete Shelley. I was like, what? <laughs> I was getting very confused then. Um, do we need a moment of silence for Alvin Stardust, a.k.a. Peter Shelley? Is he dead? Oh, yes, very much so. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Died a couple of years ago. Very dead, yes. Very. Um, in uh, 2014. Yeah, just the day after my uh, 34th birthday. Um, moment of silence? Now 
that we've got this moment of silence podcast to feature length by padding it out with five second intervals every two minutes. Uh, what did you think? Have you got some opinions? Is there anybody we should have had a moment in silence for that we didn't feature? Get in touch with us on the various social media sites. We're on Twitter at EONE Podcast. You can find us on the Facebooks just by searching ENOE Pod. You can find us on our website, everynumberoneever.com. Search that however you like. We got them all. Uh, head to the Patreons where we have an assortment of treats for you, growing week by week. Be it outtakes, extra pods. We even have random bits of fluff in there. And a picture of me with the lead singer of Awesome, of yes, course. Which that's up there as of today. That's up there as of Which is worth the money alone. Price of admission right there. So head over to patreon.com slash EONE podcast. Uh, boys, how's the uh, Pantheon looking this week? So, this week, Mr. Leonard had Jennifer Lopez and Mr. Pibble Worldwide um, with On The Fleur, um, joined by the apostrophilus labyrinth, also missing a Y, um, with Emily Sanday. She's got plenty of apostrophes in that name. Use one of those. That's all I ask. <laughs> take one of the, astro- uh, take one of the uh, accents and just put it in there with an E on the end. It's fine. Um, with Beneath Your Beautiful, which might be a grim gynecological metaphor, and Jackie Wilson's classic Reek Petite, unfortunately hitting the biffer hard and being replaced, thankfully, with a saviour from, um, well, Madonna herself. Um, the Lady Madonna with Holiday. I had um, A Different Corner by Jorge Michel, um, a bit of a, a, a lost gem there. Fern Kinney's Poxy Electro Trash, but not Electro Trash. Um, Together We Are Beautiful. And Girls Aloud's Surf Rock Drum and Bass Bonanza Sounds of the Underground, um, which made it into the Pantheon. And finally, Craig's Three were an unfortunate selection of an abrasive Peters and Lee welcome you into their home where there is definitely pampas grass and a bowl full of other people's keys. Um, um, Taylor Swift um, being a, a bad bitch. Like, I think she said, did she say the old Taylor's dead? Or something like that. It was all very dumb. Yeah, the video is with, with us stood over a gravestone with Taylor Swift written on it. So Ooh, Edgy. Um, and Scylla Black's You're My World unfortunately um, wasn't enough or didn't have enough heft and greft to it to be saved, and thus went into the bin, only, however, to be replaced by Alvin Stardust, filthily titled, My Kook Choo, Matthew. Wonderful, great episode. Thank you ever so much, lads. I think we've learnt a lot and then also forgotten it, which is what I like, Craig. Thank you very much for joining. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Liam, also yourself. Ta. Thank you for joining us for another extra long silence filled episode of every number one ever. Please join us again next week as we close out with our song of the week and the violence still spills out onto the streets. Were you girls allowed or were you one true voice? Well, and I think we can say for sure that we here at ENOE are very much so girls allowed. Thank you. See you next week. Sleep well. Yes.